Will you pray with me? Father, we are thankful that we get a chance to open your word. It is your word that gives life and it is your word that speaks to us. Father, would you allow, allow this time to be one where we hear from you. Remove me. Remove the distractions that are in our own lives that we might be able to learn and grow in you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Family, you are in a place where we are excited to celebrate Jesus and we want to celebrate you. So there's a couple of housekeeping rules. Rule number one, if you want to ask a question, you can actually do so in church. You can do so in this time. When I'm talking, if you have a question, uh, feel free to raise your hand and uh, I'll call on you. Uh, But the goal is not simply that you would be able to get something. If it's like a really nuanced thing that you want to know, please come up to me afterwards and I would love to engage with you on that. But if you think it's something that would edify the whole congregation here, uh, feel free to because we want you leaving understanding and we want you leaving with clarity of what God's word says. Uh, But second, I don't always know the answer. So I may say, man, that's a great question. I'll get back to you. Uh, But we're excited to see people grow in Christ. Uh, I was at the barbershop about a year and a half ago. And I'm at the barbershop and this young brother comes in and he's selling CDs. And he's like, hey, I got the hookup, what you need? I got, I got the rap, what did you want? I got R&B. And he says to me, you look like an R&B guy. I'm like, all right, all right, what you got? He's like, well, you know, I got some of those slow jams. I got an album that I made, a greatest hits album. And I know you're going to like this because it's old school, it's R&B. So I'm like, all right, what you got? He's like, I got, I got that old school Usher. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute now. I knew Usher's first video, first song. So you calling me old? Like, what you, hold on, what you saying now, you know? So, so it, it was cool, though, because one of the things I've always loved about a greatest hits album is that there's no surprises, but you still get blessed by it. You know, there's, you know every song, but it still encourages you. Today, we, we've been going for the past few months through the book of Thessalonians. And today is actually the last chapter, the last section of this first book of Thessalonians. So what I'm going to be doing today is recapping the whole book. But I'm hoping that it's going to be a greatest hits for you. I'm hoping to pull out some aspects of each chapter from what our previous amazing leaders have already preached on. So some of this should come to you as a reminder, not as new information. And if it's your first time with us, uh, we pray that you'll know that we go deeply into the word and I can't go deeply into every chapter, but I pray that it, that it'll still encourage you and bless you. So if I was given a a song title to chapter one, it probably would be called, He Chose You, You Chose Joy. He Chose You, You Chose Joy. And I wish I could sing up here, because if I could, it would be over for y'all. I would sing this thing, but that's the title. All right. So if you would, in your pews, you have Bibles, but also up here is going to be the scriptures. We're going to look in chapter one, and we're going to start at verse four. And it says, for we know, brothers, or I'm sorry, Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians is near the back of the Bible. And, it, and if you see somebody flipping through the pages, bless them. 
help them find it. It's also going to be up here on the screen. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You know what kind of men we prove to be among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. Through God's grace and through his mercy, he's chosen these people in the area of Thessalonica. With the power of the Holy Spirit, their hearts become convicted so much so that they become imitators in the midst of affliction. Now, I'm just going to be honest. I'm quick and easy and ready to imitate things that are easy. I'll imitate something that doesn't seem to have many consequences. I'll imitate something that doesn't have much pain. But if you start talking about me imitating something that hurts, we got another discussion. We got, we got, a, we got another thing to talk about. I remember once, and I'm, I'm sharing this because I want our young people in the room to know that, like, Pastors aren't perfect and we're not real and we struggled with some of the things y'all struggled with. When I was young, uh, one of my homies stole some candy and a bag of chips. And I thought, dang, that was smooth. He got his grub on. I'm hungry. He got Cheetos all around his mouth. I don't have any. So you know what? Let me go do the same thing. So I went, imitated him, stole some Cheetos. That man in the back with the red shirt, he got a strong arm. (laughs) If you would have had him in the store and I would have known the potential consequence that I would get if I stole something, I wouldn't have imitated that behavior because I would have known, wait a minute, there's an outcome that's unhealthy. These people in Thessalonica are saying, we're going to love Jesus. And as they begin loving Jesus, following Jesus, they start receiving some affliction. There's some persecution happening. And they say in the midst of that, we will be joyous. Look at what it says. In verse six, and we became imitators of us, of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit. How do you have joy In the midst of affliction. It happens when you see a goal, when you see an end point, when you see something that's bigger than your current circumstance. See, they knew that there was an eternal joy that they would have in Christ. And that allowed them to have joy in the midst of much challenge and much persecution. So my song title for chapter one would be He Chose You. Because God chose them, but in the midst of affliction, they chose joy. Chapter two. Title of this one would be, you mean that much to me because you believed. Y'all could just see me saying it, don't y'all? Come on now. You mean that much to me because you believed. Starting at verse eight of chapter two. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves because you had become very 
dear to us. There is a love here between the people he's talking to. They're not just a project. Paul doesn't just want to pop in, see them, drop off a couple gospel tracks, and I'll see y'all later in eternity. There's a sincerity. There's a love here. There's a, he, they, they mean something to them. He desires to care for them and wants them to experience God fully. I've been, uh, I've, I've been rocked by service sometimes in our local community. And, and, and it, it'll catch me off guard sometimes in a way where it shouldn't. It should be the norm, but just a little act of caring can just seem crazy, right? So, so my family and I, we like, we like cheeseburgers. We like fries. We, we, we like McDonald's. We like it a lot. So I'll sometimes go to McDonald's, and I know this sister makes minimum wage, I know people have been yelling at her. I know behind the register is crazy because her coworkers are all types of drama stuff going on. And actually, when I go to McDonald's, I don't even expect to be cared for. All I care about is the food come quick and the food come hot. You can dog me. That's all I care about. But when I get to the register and the young lady says, Hello, how may I help you today? You need a drink carrier? I can go the extra mile. You need some sauce? Look like you got a lot of kids. Y'all want more ketchup? I got some napkins. Sir, it was so glad. And you see some care that, is, that goes above. You'd be like, what's wrong with her? <laughs> it, that, that was refreshing. That, that was actually what it's supposed to be. That's the norm. That's, it's supposed to be that way. It almost disrupts you when you see people showing a, a, a genuine desire to care for you. See, Paul is saying that I want them to get the gospel. I want them to understand the beauty of who God is, but not just because they are a project, not just because I'm trying to rack up my evangelism points. I'm doing this because I, I actually care for them too. They've become very dear to my heart. We continue in verse 13. And we also thank God constantly for this. That when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as the word of men, but as it really is the word of God, which is at work in you believers. It, it, it is still mind blowing. And sometimes our current printing press like leads us to forget that, that we actually believe that God has given us this book. We, we believe that there's something holy about this book. We actually believe that through these pages, we are receiving God's heart. Very different from a lot of, a lot of, other, a lot of other faiths who put primary position on, on what did he say. You know, we know what he said. I'm not taking away from the power of the Holy Spirit. We know what he said. He's given it to us in his scriptures. That's why we at Mac Church try to go through books of the Bible. We try to go through chapter by chapter, verse by verse, because we believe the whole Bible will speak to all of man. Some years we need to hear about greed. Some years we need to hear about evangelism. Some years we need to hear about the end times. Some years we need to hear about sacrifice. Some years we need to hear, and you see, as you preach the Bible, 
it, it hits all of us where we need to be hit at certain times. But this is the word of God, and they believed it as such. Forgot the title of my jam. You mean that much to me because you believed. So chapter three. And, I, and I'm, I'm asking for some grace here. I'm asking for some grace. If a, if a brother named The Weeknd could, could make a song called I Can't Feel My Face and everybody love it. Y'all can give me some grace on some chapter titles. Amen. Come on now. Come on. Chapter three. Hearing from you can get me through. Hearing from you can get me through. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Come on now. (laughs) Verse two. And we sent Timothy, our brother and God's co-worker in the gospel of Christ to establish and exhort you in the faith that no one be moved by these afflictions. For you yourselves know that we are destined for this. I like to keep my young people engaged. Jalen, can you come up here right quick? Steven, can you come up here right quick? CJ, can you come up here right quick? And I know, Jalen, you're in high school, but you think you're 35, but you still. (laughs) Come on up here real quick. Come on, CJ. Come on. Come on. Yep. To establish and exhort you in the faith. All right. And what we're going to do here is a little trust fall. Okay. You step on up, CJ. You're right here. Okay. All right. You brothers turn and face each other. Arms together. All right. Now y'all get the arms right. All right. Now she's going to trust you and fall back. Scoot, scoot up, scoot up, scoot up one step closer to her. Okay. Now, CJ, what I want you to do is not move your feet. Okay. Because the established, the established portion of this verse is talking about the church being the bedrock, being founded, being rooted, a firm foundation. So you are going to be representing the established side. And when she leans back, y'all going to catch her. Don't throw her back up yet. Just lean back. When she leans back, I want you to say to her, I got you. All right. That's it. I, like, I got you. Don't worry. You're safe here. I got you. And when you lift her back up, I want you to say you're going to be the one that exhorts. And exhort is an encouragement and truth. So I want you to say, through Jesus' power, you can do this. All right? So what you going to say? I got you. What you going to say? Through Jesus' power, I got you. Through Jesus' power, you can do this. Through Jesus' power, you can do this. All right. Now, when you go back, don't move your feet. They're going to move you back up. Keep your feet planted. All right? All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Go for it. I got you. Through Jesus' power, you can do this. Do it again. Jesus' power, you can do this. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. Have a seat. Do you, do you, do you see that, that, that we, need, we need to have that anchor first? You got to have a brother like Stephen that, that recognizes the establishment, that we're established on something bigger than us. We're established on Christ Jesus. But then you have to be able to exhort properly. You don't exhort a person to to themselves. Oh, you can do it in your own strength, girl. You just keep pushing. No, no, no. We exhort. And and Pastor E said clearly that exhorting is telling a person an encouraging word that's rooted in truth. 
Now, what happens if, if the person who's exhorting chooses not to exhort? I, you can say it. If, they, if, if that person who's supposed to be holding them doesn't do their part, you fall. It's a, it's a clear image that we need each other. That I need you to exhort me properly. I need you to encourage me properly. I need you to remind me where's my footing. Is, is, it, is it in my job? Is it in my relationship? Is it in my health? Is it in my God? See, I need, we need that as we walk this journey. But, but man, we, 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 I, I had our feet planted because over and over again, and you can see at the end of that, it says, for you yourselves know that we are destined for this. Over and over again, those afflictions are going to come. It's going to come. But when your feet are planted, you keep bouncing back up because of the Lord. You keep bouncing back up because of the Lord. We got to be a family that, that gets this, that this is, that, that the health of one another and our ability to worship the Lord is greatly important that we are willing to encourage one another, exhort one another towards God's truth. Hearing from you can get me through. So my next chapter, chapter four, is blood bought and God taught. See, this will be my hip hop jam. Blood bought, what, what, God taught, what, what, blood. Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry, I was, I was rolling, okay. Verse three. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. These people are people that three weeks or a month ahead, they were living out of their own desires. And then God grabs their heart. And now Paul is saying, look, there's some behaviors that you cannot do anymore because you love Jesus. But we all know that old habits die hard. So Jesus is saying you've been, excuse me, Paul is saying you've been bought with the blood of Christ. So now you are sanctified immediately. You are made new. God looks through the lens of Christ and sees you. So he sees you as a sanctified new creation. But yet and still, we don't get to experience the fullness of you being sanctified until we get to heaven, until until we experience full eternity with Christ. So because of that, we got a process where we are growing in Jesus. Have, I don't know if you've ever been uh, brought onto a new job and the person that's training you is going to be leaving. They know that they're going on to something new and they bring you on to fill their role. Now, that person can, can start talking to you about all the I's that need to be dotted and T's need to be crossed. But really what that person is trying to do is train you to think like they would think. They want you to have the mindset that they would have if, if you were in their role and they were gone. That's kind of how this whole what what remember the what would Jesus do bracelets and bracelets that was everywhere look like these. What would Jesus do? Yeah. It, the, 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 thank you. Hey, man, somebody in the house, even if it was only my wife. Praise the Lord. 
that, that whole thing was to, to try to create a mindset for us to say, now, how would I think like Christ? It wasn't supposed to be a whole list with like, you know, set number 7,212, what do you do when a woman is across the street? Do you help her? Yes. Like, no, it's, it's actually a mindset. Think like Christ. So, so Paul uses a situation that was familiar to people then, a great struggle, and is a great struggle now, one of intimacy. And he says, wait a minute. There's a way in which this is supposed to happen, and there's an immoral way that you can act out on this. It can be extremely destructive to your body and to the church, or it can be a blessing in the right context. We have to have control, and because we've been sanctified, we have the power to be able to withstand this temptation. So, so whenever we are approaching a conversation like one about intimacy, we have to ask that question of what would Christ desire, right? I mean, if, if you're seeking intimacy in unhealthy ways, you're looking at stuff that does not edify your spouse or edify the person that you're, you're, you're or edify another human being, you got to ask yourself, is this what Christ wants? If you're in a married relationship and you deny your spouse intimacy, you got to ask yourself, is this what Christ wants? If we are not first saying in every regard of our life, even in areas where we physically have more urges than others, we still must say, is this what Christ wants? So then in, in verse nine, we see in chapter four. Now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write you. For you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. For that indeed is what you are doing to all the brothers throughout Macedonia. We urge you, brothers, to do this more and more. At the root, they are seeing God's love for them come through directly. Every now and then something happens where you need another brother to show you something. But God teaches them directly how to love. He's teaching them directly how to love. And God is getting the glory for that. That is actually a term that we only see ascribed here. As Pastor E said, that that God taught thing is just like a new kind of idea that he would come directly and show these people how to love. And I've seen that same thing happen within this room where where the love that people show one another transcends a lot of stuff that it shouldn't. I'm just going to be honest. I've had folks from our neighborhood, folks outside our neighborhood come in and they'll be like, Pastor Leon, yeah, that that, your preaching style was a little different. Um, You know, I I'm in the heart of Detroit. I expected the makeup of of the congregation to be a little different. But you know what? I felt loved when I was here. I felt encouraged when I was here. Something felt different when I was here. And I'm like, praise the Lord. But I don't take responsibility for that. Pastor E doesn't take responsibility for that. The elders, that is something that God has done in the heart of his people. So we are, so, so this jam would be called Blood Bought, God Taught. Chapter 4, verses 13 through chapter 5, 
verses 11, verse 11. A change is going to come. A change is going to come. We're looking at verse 14. It says, for since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. So you got new life in Christ and new life in Christ changes everything. The game is switched up now. Now, when you become a believer, everything changes. So now these people are saying, wait a minute, I get a chance to experience eternity. And I'm excited about that. But this is so good. Do other people that I care about and love dearly get to experience it? Like, what about the folks who died before me? Do they get to experience it? And, and that's a, a natural question, right? I mean, when you get something great, you want to share it with others. I, I hope that if all of a sudden, and I use this often, but my wife knows I like cars. I hope that if they're giving away free cars at Chrysler and you get three of them, you're going to call somebody and share the news. If, if, if the benefits are amazing, I hope you don't keep them to yourself. The, the point is here that these people are saying, man, I believe that heaven is that good. So what does it look like then for my people who I love that have gone before me? A, a, a very real and a very, a very good question. And Paul responds in verse nine. He says, for God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we are awake or sleep, we might live with him. See, so he, he responds that nobody misses out on the benefits. If you love Christ, whether you are alive today or whether you die in 100 years or whether you have died 100 years ago, if you love Christ, you will be able to experience the beauty that he offers. But they had the question that we all would have. Well, if you coming back to change every if Jesus coming back to change everything, when is it going to happen? And that's where we get uh, verse 12. We ask you, brothers, to respect the. Oh, wait a minute. No, it is verse. Actually, it's 11. I don't think I put it up here for you guys. But he basically responds by saying you will not know the day or time. That Jesus will return, be rest assured he's going to return, but he's coming like a thief in the night. And the point is, be ready. He's coming. You can bank on that. Be ready. Live like it's like it's like he's coming tonight. Because you don't know when he's going to come. A change is going to come. But you don't know when. That's a remix. Chapter five, being loved by you makes peace. Being loved by you makes peace. Verse 12, we ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle Encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone for e- anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. I love at MacAv 
that we have a sincere heart for those who don't know Jesus. I love that we are meeting because we want to worship God and we want to see God transform our hearts, but also care for those that are hurting that don't know Christ. But some of us at times can celebrate the lost even more than we are willing to celebrate our Christian brothers and sisters that are in the family and even more than our leaders. I remember when I was uh, when I was young, I was uh, I'm not going to say I was out there, but I was into dating and uh, there was I was I was in high school. And, you know, it's like you trying to just check out, get to know somebody, nice little young lady, you know, hey, how you doing? Da, da, da. So we start to know each other. And, you know, I end up going by her house. And you see in her house, she's talking to her mama like her mama's a four year old. I mean, disrespectful, unkind. Now, I didn't have I don't have like that gospel lens where I'm like, oh, she's not going to love Jesus. All I knew was talk to your mama like that. How are you going to treat me? If, 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 you, if you don't even submit to leadership in your home and they didn't know you your whole life and I've known you two months, how, how will you treat me? Family, I, 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 I want to say like, like honoring one another, that same kind of mindset extends within our church family. When, when, a, when a person comes into these church doors do they see us celebrating leadership at different levels? Do they see us loving one another? Do they see us honoring the pastors? Or do they see some, 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 do they see some unhealth in that? I hope not. I just want to keep it all the way real. You know, if you're, if you're on the hospitality team, does Julie feel celebrated by you? Or is she reminded of her shortcomings? You know, if you're on the worship team, does Mike feel appreciated and prayed for? Or is he reminded over and over again the ways in which he falls short? As a parent, have you, have you thanked and, and made our, our youth group leaders feel appreciated when they give three out of four Friday nights to be with kids? Or are we mad that they're not on time? I, I, we, we're human. I get it. But let not, let's not let this be the culture that we cool with. If we all struggling with it and want to get better, that's where we're headed. But let us make sure that people feel valued. And the beauty of these scriptures is that, yes, we're supposed to respect and celebrate leadership. Yes, the pastors are supposed to feel cared for. And we do feel very cared for. But we're supposed to, we're supposed to not only let it be a pastoral thing, it's supposed to be a one another. So I'm supposed to list that for every person in here. I'm supposed to say, Jake, how you feeling? You feeling encouraged? Natasha, how you feeling? You feeling admonished? Joanne, how you do? We, we should be able to say this in a loving, kind, still got to exhort. So sometimes there's still got to be some truth in there that you might not want to hear. But we still got to be loving each other in this way. And that will show non-believers the love that we have. Amen. Amen. Being loved by you can make peace. 
Those different elements that he mentions all contribute towards peace, respecting those who labor, helping the weak, being patient with us all. Got to be the posture. I think pastor said godly leadership plus respect, esteem, and love equals peace. Lastly, we come to the, the last five verses of the book of Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians. And I titled this one, Won't He Do It? Verse 23, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Brothers, pray for us. Greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. I put you under oath before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. It's not simply a closing to a letter, but this is a prayer. First, Paul prays on their on on their behalf. He prays for sanctification. He says the whole spirit, soul and body. And what he's basically saying is, is can you think of an aspect of you that that doesn't cover? Is there an aspect of you that the whole that the, the body, the soul, the spirit doesn't cover? He's saying your whole being. I'm praying would be sanctified. But then he's also saying that God is the one who has to keep us blameless until Christ's return. It's a prayer that preserves the church. So are you going to be kept blameless because you are strong? No, not because you're strong. Are you going to be kept blameless because you're brilliant? No, it's not because you're brilliant. Are you going to be kept blameless because you're steadfast and you got the strength to do it? No, it's not because of your own strength. We will be kept blameless because he is faithful. He is faithful to do it. So that, that, that phrase there, he will surely do it, is, is, is one that the black church has said for ages but it's, but it's kind of set up in a question where we already know the answer. So won't he do it is, is like you asking, won't, 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 won't he help me? Won't he come through? Won't he be, won't his faithfulness show up and show out? And you really ain't asking. You're really saying it. You get, it's, it's an answer in the question, you know? It's an answer to the question. If, if, if my wife is in the kitchen and she's grabbing some water, I'm like, babe, can you give me some water? She never says no. I'm asking the question, but I'm really saying, boo, give me some water. <laughs> you already know the answer. So won't he do it? It's like, man, God's going to show out because of his faithfulness. Let me hear you say, won't he do it? Let me hear you say, won't he do it? All right, now when I say something, y'all say, won't he do it? All right, you ready? We're gonna try this. We're gonna try this. Let me get a let's get a practice. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Get you through affliction. Won't he do it? Give you strength and power to flee from sexual immorality. Won't he do it? Choose you and convict your heart by the power of the Holy Spirit. Won't he do Make you an imitator of righteousness. Give you joy in the midst of affliction. Teach you how to love. 
return again and bring people into his eternal peace. Sanctify you. And lastly, make peace as we love one another and love leadership. Family, family, family. This the book begins in chapter one rooted in grace and peace. And it ends in chapter five rooted in grace and peace. It ends the way that it begins trusting in our God who knows that our journey of sanctification is one where we're going to have to receive grace when we mess up and extend grace. But as we do that, he's trying to provide an environment of peace for us all. Won't he do it? Let's pray together. Lord, we love you and you are in control. We believe that you are faithful to bring these things to pass. We know, Lord, that we are in need and somebody in this room may need to experience your faithfulness. Would you allow them to give over their 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 control? Give it over to you. That is the reason why you died, so that you might lead them and that they may experience the beauty of submitting to a beautiful and holy God. God, we trust and believe that you've sanctified us and we ask for your grace and peace to be with us as you continue to sanctify us. It's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.